Hello everyone. Welcome to Art Town podcast series or ATPS as we like to call it. Every week on Friday we feature art and design professionals who take us through their journey in this fascinating world of art. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Spotify and with that let's continue with the show and dive deep into the ocean of art. making mini paper boats and letting them loose in puddles or making paper airplanes and flying them literally everywhere possible are some of our childhood memories that we all cherish a lot but the art of folding paper is not limited to this at all its application in practical world are beyond our imagination the great japanese heritage of origami has evolved so much that now we can make sculptures which are even beyond 100 feet high so this time we have with us a five time world record winning origami artist His name is Himanshu Agrawal. He pursued his childhood interest of making different kind of paper airplanes to become one of the most sought after Indian origami artist. He is a TEDx speaker and his art has been displayed all around the world. In this conversation, we will have a deep insight on the applications of this beautiful historic art and its evolution and practical world. Hi Himanshu, uh It's really nice to have you today. Uh, thanks for joining us. So before uh, diving into the conversation about origami, I just want to ask you how are you and how is quarantine treating you? Hi, thank you for calling me and uh, talking with me. Uh I'm fine. I hope you are fine as well. Uh yeah. well, quarantine is you know, it's it it gets a bit depressing. but uh, i've kept myself busy i've been designing my own stuff and i i try to uh, catch up with my friends on social media because i'm not too uh, active on social media when life is busy and stuff you know so yeah it's going on i hope you and your family are safe wherever you are and has this lockdown given any uh, inspiration for origami to you yes see the thing is that uh, origami design as such when we fold when we are like like as kids we used to fold the paper boats and cranes and planes and stuff but when we design origami it it requires a lot of deep thinking it requires a bit of understanding about math and a bit of 3d visualization so you know like in the regular course of like daily life when we are working for clients and all there's not much time to explore new ideas to explore new equations or forms of origami so that is something that i have been able to do at length uh, during the lockdown so as you said most of us as a child have been uh, folding papers and making crafts since since the childhood but rarely do we uh, think of pursuing it and be a master in it so what gave you the inspiration to take up uh, origami and just explore it and learn it at the first place okay so i uh, think i got this gift on my 10th birthday it was a book about paper airplanes now i have told this to other people also that uh, you know like how when we are kids we just know how to fold uh, one type of paper airplane from notebook paper so i was very fascinated uh when i saw that book and it had about 20 or 25 designs all made from a single sheet of paper and that kind of got me hooked on to folding things uh, folding meaningful things out of paper so and that's how it started 
and uh, well so i started with paper planes but then uh, slowly i got on to representational origami like folding animals birds etc and that again fascinated me surprisingly i was very bad at craft so even today like well while cutting and drawing i am not very good but uh, folding is what i enjoyed and i continue doing this okay. so as of now this is like 31 years that i have been doing origami It was quite surprising to know that you weren't good at uh, craft. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. So that's a kind of a misconception, you know, because see, this uh, I've been to very remote regions in India, in Maharashtra, and okay. also you know I've been uh, across the world and interact with a lot of students. So there is this kind of a misconception that origami is craft. It's meant only for children, but it's not really. It's it's just like paper, like you know. Uh, if if a sculptor were to use marble as a medium they could express themselves through that uh, medium so paper is a medium and uh, you can express yourself using that medium and you won't believe you know i have interacted with people who are like in prison uh, with children who have to walk like almost an hour daily to come to school you know in the mountainous regions there's a place called mark tamane in maharashtra where i'd gone there and uh, you know like and so origami has this amazing thing that you know it uh, unifies everybody is delighted when they hold a piece of paper they fold it and they feel that sense of achievement that oh uh, i made this like in 5 minutes that way so yeah. it's great yeah i can completely relate on that but one thing that i was wondering somehow that uh, we know that uh, in childhood we kind of pursue some, such things we um, do craft or we try to learn it but uh, liking something and wanting to uh, have a profession in it have a career in it are two different things so when was the time when you really thought that you can take this up as a profession and uh, what assured this idea in your head i think it was 2000 or 2002 uh, you know toyota was launching innova in india and they yeah. because toyota is a japanese brand so they wanted to do a tv commercial featuring origami and i still remember that their uh, tagline was how can something uh, so spacious be so beautiful or so elegant something like that and uh, so what they had shown the concept was from that same sheet of paper they would be like we would fold a box so that is spacious and then it would be it would become a bird and that's like you know elegant and beautiful so the same uh, art the same paper became so it, it was a creative campaign and it ran for some time it was very beautiful so that was my first experience of doing origami commercially uh it was in 2000 i think but you know students come to me and they say that uh can we uh, you know take up origami as a full time career so uh, the answer is always that you know how many people are willing to buy what you're going to sell so the sad truth is that in at least here uh, like people are not really willing to uh, invest in art uh, as such like like in this kind of art so uh, that's the thing so even today i am also like while i'm doing this 
so for example like when i started with the toyota innova ad it, it gave me an idea that okay you could earn a little bit of money from that it's not much but it's something so that was the kind of thing that really excited me to keep on continuing doing this at a professional level see we can always sit at home and fold and explore the art the medium uh, on our own desks but uh, <clears throat> it's a different kind of experience and a different kind of learning when you do it professionally where people are going to look at it where people are going to probably judge it yeah and uh, you get the the chance to express and show it to public so these are the kind of things that the factors that uh, allowed me so uh, basically by education i am into ad- i was in mica so i did a uh, pg in uh, advertising uh, and i worked as a writer for many years and uh, now i'm also into voiceovers and uh, origami so both thing things are balanced that's really great considering origami is a very unique art uh, and there are many very few people who are masters in it so from where did you learn the advanced steps of origami who guided you throughout your journey well uh, of course when i was uh, learning i was growing up we didn't have internet uh, there was no amazon or you know online uh, whatever youtube etc so uh there were these uh, origami societies around the world so they used to publish magazines and like you know i had subscribed to one of these the american magazine and uh i, I would fold from that and you know it it you can't imagine the experience because it's like uh you order some say a book today and it comes to you after 6 months or like that you know like and also you know to save money even for a single uh, book uh, you know th- those times were very different from what you have now like now i meet kids and they have like 200 pdfs of uh, you know something that i collected over 10 years or 20 years or something like that so that's how i continued with my pursuit of uh, learning like practicing and learning origami but uh, the, the very advanced stuff so surprisingly uh origami is accessible to people of all skill levels like when i in- interact with public and uh, uh you know they have not done anything earlier except for paper boards or something so they can still fold something in 5 minutes and enjoy it and uh, you can go as extremely advanced as like uh one of our origami community physicists he is designing a foldable lens for nasa to put in the telescope so can you imagine like something which like takes you 5 minutes to learn and something which takes like a lifetime and so many more scientists and engineers to put together their collective efforts to fold a lens using origami techniques so learning advanced uh, origami it all really depends on what your interest is so for me uh, the interest was to learn uh, about uh, size like how large i can make i wanted to make big sculptures and uh, how to decipher like how to design uh, even today uh, you know when you go to youtube and you type origami so we can fold something which other people have designed but how do you design your own sheet of paper 
like if you had a, a piece of paper in your hand and uh, i said okay fold a boat you would know but if i said design a boat something new not that one which we used to fold as children it would take some thinking so i you know like kind of devoted myself to trying to understand and it's a lifelong thing it's still continuing it's not that i know now exactly what's uh, you know uh, how design works but it's a lifelong process and uh, it's self taught you have to uh, keep on pushing yourself learn fail stumble and you know again get back up and start uh, learning fresh so that's what i do so you mentioned earlier that you have done a project with toyota innova uh, so which are some other brands that you have worked for and how was your experience for working for them so i have had a chance to work with quite large brands and you know uh, ranging from print ads to stop motion to video ads uh, uh, to actual uh, live like you know for kala ghoda uh, you can't imagine how different it is to uh, you know make a paper sculpture and okay. uh, uh, put it like in public uh, like in, in without any um, uh, you know without protecting it from the elements so like always when i make something because it's paper you uh, presume that uh, it will get spoiled because of wind or sun or what if it rains or something falls on it or something but uh, surprisingly it it was uh, good so so these are the kind of experiences i've had and uh, this is what excites me uh, about doing it professionally that i get to meet so many people i get to uh, solve design problems in uh, different types of situations like for example in in uh, 2015 i was in holland the netherlands uh, and i made a 20 feet tall uh, deer now so that's a that's something that's a design objective okay i want to achieve that now what are the constraints like i have to do it in 5 days and uh, that was my first experience working abroad uh, so i didn't know that there in europe they're very strict about the working hours like here when i used to do it in iit and stuff we would work throughout the night but there they don't open before 9 and they don't work beyond 5:30 so suddenly i had no time and i had to make a 20 feet tall uh, deer so these are the kind of things you know uh, which are not purely origami but yes you have to have some kind of experience and problem solving skill to be able to achieve that so finally we did in fact after 5 days so, wow amazing mm, yeah yeah so while uh, you were making such big sculptures out of origami and mm. going into the depths of origami what uh, change has it made in your personality and what kind of skill that it has taught you over the journey well i would say it's um, any art uh, it teaches you patience you know like specifically for origami you Uh, like some of these uh, sculptures we fold they take like 12 hours 15 hours to fold now paper being the medium it is it is like a springy medium if you fold it one way it tends to open out if you keep folded paper uh, somewhere one second after some time you will see that it has lost its shape 
so when you start folding something so complex you can't really leave it for a very long amount of time like okay i folded this and then i'll come back to it after a few months or something so i generally prefer to do it in the same day so it's kind of a meditation it's kind of uh, enjoying the process and not just you know having fun or having uh, you know excitement about the finished product but you know enjoying the entire process so that's what you know like if you draw a parallel that's what i think it's about life right we, we don't know where we're going but you, if you enjoy the journey the the journey becomes uh, pleasurable that way so i think more than anything origami has uh, taught me to be patient and to reflect inwardly rather than outwardly wow it was a very beautiful description of uh, your art so i know for a fact that you are uh, one of the best origami artists that we have right now and you have made our country very proud so what gave you the inspiration behind the five whooping world records that you have created i wanted to see like what's the limit of paper like i was just you know uh, usually we fold from uh, let's say printer paper which is a4 size so you make an 8 and a half inch square or if you use like large sheets so i I'm, i'm talking about regular paper of course there are many specialist papers in origami which you can use but i thought okay let me see if i can fold a life sized uh, animal because by that time i used to love folding animals i had grown out of paper airplanes you know i wasn't folding planes anymore so uh, the first one that i made was an elephant and that i folded in my building's compound and uh, after three or four days of you know intense folding and everything when me and my team when we we tried to lift it up because you know when you're folding it it's like lying on the side so when we try to lift it up to uh, get into a standing position all the paper it unfolded from within you know so all that effort of 3 days 4 days was gone but it gave uh, that vision that oh you can fold from a large sheet of paper you can fold a life sized animal but of course there are technical difficulties which have to be overcome learned etc so my first record was a 20 feet tall giraffe uh, that was in iit bombay in 2009 so yeah and then the, so so it's like about uh, trying to find out how how further can you push to the boundaries you know that way in fact uh, the most memorable one i had was uh, the second one which was a 105 feet long dinosaur so oh. yeah so that was done uh, in chennai uh, there was an unused airplane hangar and we made uh, like obviously you don't get such huge sheets of paper so you uh, you know glue many pieces together and get one large sheet but it was awesome because you know if you stand at one corner you can't even see the other corner of the paper Uh, you know you're like a tiny ant on the sheet of paper so of course like the kids were very helpful and like you know like the school kids and i uh, the the college children and i we we made it and uh, so so these are fun experiences like you know can you like it's it's all limited by our imagination right so uh, that's how i kept on doing so i've done five so far i wanted to do more but then i uh, shifted base to poland i was in poland for 2 years 
and after coming back i haven't pursued that but maybe i'll get again and make very large sculptures wow it sounded really really interesting and uh-huh. yeah uh, i have heard your tedx talks and it speaks about the evolution of origami and how origami has changes uh, has has underwent changes in the last 50 years so would you like to brief us about that the, the concept of the talk was that you know considering origami is uh, an ancient art it's said that you know people uh, used to fold when paper was first invented so like about 2000 years ago but surprisingly the most uh, evolution or the most development advancement in origami has happened since the 1950s so uh, and at that time it was still you know like a folk art uh, where you would have to cut paper to get certain features of the thing it was used for ceremonies you know uh, to gift trap stuff and representation for the emperor empress um and it it was nowhere near the realism that we had that we have today like today origami sculptures are actually what you could call sculptures in the classical sense you know with realistic yeah. proportions and volume and stuff so that Uh, that's what was my subject about uh, in in the tedx talk that how origami has evolved from being uh, uh, representational like okay you have to imagine that oh this is an elephant to now being sculptural where you look at it and you can you don't have to imagine obviously it's it's beautiful it's a great form but at the underlying uh, as as an underlying principle it's still geometry it's still that simplistic art with a sheet of paper and uh, just the techniques evolved but the basic underlying principle is still the same i yeah. didn't know honestly that uh, such kind of sculptures and all are also included in uh, origami so that was oh, really yes. really fascinating as like like you know if you if you look at sculptures in stone for example like you know like michelangelo or bernini these people used to make these kind of sculptures in marble like centuries ago why wasn't that possible okay maybe because paper technology was not uh, as great but the biggest thing is that people had not explored it as a serious art so now there are so many scientists who are exploring it and uh, we're really getting like you know great results out of it yeah yeah so mm. you know a lot about origami and mm. i don't know for what reason it started at the first place it must have started as a part as a part of art culture in japan but uh, what does it signify right now what do you think does uh, origami symbolize right now so like uh, uh, like you know when paper was not easily accessible like centuries ago obviously it was very expensive so it was considered a royal kind of art like only the royal people could afford it and it was used only exclusively for their ceremonies and stuff and then when paper became available it became a folk art where people would fold it like just to pass time and my perspective is that origami uh, again it's I, i think it's a it's a great uh, art not a craft uh, it allows me to explore this medium paper you know we we are surrounded by paper we are not surrounded by uh, say for example you know granite everywhere or marble everywhere 
you know, yeah. or canvas and paints everywhere. We see it, obviously. But paper is so much a part of our daily, day-to-day -day life. Uh, at least it was till before the internet revolution. That, uh, you know, it's so humble. Like, it's easily accessible. And that can become a medium to express yourself. People have always used, like, the people have written on paper since whatever, like the beginning of whatever. Uh, so people have used paper to express by painting on it, writing on it. But by folding it, that gives a whole new uh, perspective to the entire thing, to how you look at paper, you know. So uh, for me, it's that uh, the way it transcends from what we used to think and what it is now. So, so there is this paradigm shift of what paper is, a simplistic material with such infinite potential. So that's what origami signifies for me. That was really insightful. Mm. Uh, you mentioned earlier about uh, moving, uh, like about going to remote places and traveling because of origami. So, do you have any different experience which uh, touched your heart or which gave you a very different perspective about art or origami in general? Oh, so many. Uh, okay, there is this one place in Bombay, uh, in Mumbai. Uh, opposite Mount Mary Church. Uh, I think it's for, you know, the terminally ill cancer patients. So I'd done workshop over there. And uh, of course, when, you, when we're doing the workshop, we don't talk about that. And, uh, you know, everybody was so excited because they folded. And this is the kind of thing that I've uh, always experienced in workshops where, you know, the entire uh, energy of the room kind of lifts up. You know, it, it, there's a positive vibe in the room. Uh, and this one guy, like, you know, afterwards I interacted with people and uh, he says, uh, sir, I'm a carpenter and I uh, am going to try and uh, incorporate some of this in uh, some of what I've learned today. Like, you know, so he was particularly interested in the f locks that we do in uh, origami. So I said, yeah, yeah, of course, please do. I would love to see that. And uh, then after after a week or 10 days, when I uh, spoke to the organizer and I said, oh, so how is that gentleman doing? And he says, look, this is a place where they come to, you know, uh, pass on peacefully. It's for the terminally ill where they have no other place to go. So that person is no more. And uh, that kind of, you know, like, you know, gave me chills because uh, I was just interacting with that person like about 10 days ago. And... Uh, he's no more. But look at this, like even till the end, he had this spirit that, oh, I want to use this, uh, what, what I've learned into my own art, you know. So that was one of the touching experiences. Then this Mark Tamarne, uh, where I had gone in Maharashtra, there I met these children, they have to walk about an hour, you know, from in the hilly regions. Now I don't know. I had gone up about 15 years ago. So at that time, and they didn't even have uh, news, uh, like paper to fold. So we folded from newspaper and the little craft paper that I had taken from here. Uh, of course, when I came back, I was uh, so moved by that. I sent them a bunch of origami paper. But like, you know, when you go to such places, you see a stark contrast in how people receive your art, you know. Like when I go to, for example, uh, an international school to interact with them. So there, the way the children receive this art 
is very different from the children who are in remote places and they are receiving the art the happiness and enjoyment and uh, you know delight is still the same but you know there are it, like it's it's a real world you know like you you see the socio economic differences and uh, you know those kids they wanted to treasure it you know they were so careful with taking these paper uh, objects back home because they had to walk through the hilly region so you know they, they treasured this so much so uh, you you know uh, and it's also a very good icebreaker i i've uh, seen like when i used to travel very often with the on public transport like what do you do like you're just sitting in the train or you know just wasting your time so i would start folding and then immediately you know you see like first people are just curious oh what is he doing and then they see the finished thing and then the kids assemble like you know they come around you and then you give it to one of so you know it, it's a great uh, icebreaker and uh, it it helps you to connect with people um, so there is there is a little bit of innocence in this you know like like it's not like you know i've been to art uh, galleries museums everywhere worldwide and you know there is a kind of uh, stuffiness uh, you know in in art circles a little bit you know like people are talking about abstract concepts and you know art movements and history and stuff but uh, i treasure the innocence of uh, what origami can do and the fact that i can share it with children and like people of all ages and backgrounds that's fun yeah so uh, whatever you have told me right now uh, up till now so uh, i've got to know that there are many applications of origami not just for art but even in technology or other field so where do you personally see origami in the future well the origami uh, community at large see because now there are so many people of all different uh specializations coming into it and they are finding out the potential of this there is like no limit to what can be done like uh, i was talking about this scientist who is studying the folding patterns of uh, insects you know like uh, like these beetles the small insects like you know they can take off immediately uh, they don't need to run and to gather momentum and fly like you know they just uh, you know open unfurl their wings and they fly so he's studying that and um, a lot of that is already being applied to uh, say for example drone technology in defense uh, even for like times like now like you know when uh, people can't meet personally so how do you do remotes so you know there are so many applications like how do you make uh, um temporary shelters in places where there has been a natural disaster like you can't uh, take mason like you know bricks and concrete like it will take time to build a house uh, wherever disaster has struck but if you uh, can use a material that can withstand uh, the elements for some time like for a few months at least then uh, you can build a temporary structure using these techniques so you know so 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 many uh, applications like i said there is space there is uh, like when you go to microscopic level people are using the techniques to make uh, stents you know so they insert they inject a folded stent and uh, it unfolds 
when it reaches the destination in the artery uh and there is amazing research being done uh, you know th- this scientist he is doing like because our dna is folded so he is trying to study the folds of our proteins of the dna to try and see if he can solve like if he can cure diseases at a dna level by refolding the structure of the dna proteins so you know it's like sky is the limit like literally yeah yeah uh, whatever uh, whatever applications you told me i was it gave me pretty little surprises in every turn but uh, was there any kind of a um, application that origami had in a very unique uh, field that even astounded you because you have been in the field for like almost 2 3 decades well everything new that uh, comes out is a surprise because uh, it, it's something that we had like people had in general had not thought about it and somebody thought oh i can use it in this uh, application and it's it's great like uh, i don't know i can give you like uh, like you know so that's the thing like you have to be curious to be an artist and and everything excites me like all these things that i have told you when i was like i i read about it or when i saw the photographs or the videos i was like wow this is like mind blowing what they are doing you know so all of these things for example there is a shoe if you look at it like but that came out so many years ago you know i think nike made it you know it's a foldable shoe so when you say for example you're going going hiking and you want to uh, you know i don't know why you would but if you want to discard your shoe and take a new shoe you unfold it and you wear it so that was something uh, you know funny uh, oh i know i i'll tell you uh if you go to japan in japan they rely entirely on their train system like you know here we in mumbai also we do that but there they have like i think several lines and they have colored uh, railway lines like okay the, we'll take the blue line or the yellow line or the green line and so there are these massive like now obviously i don't know but when i had gone there so they used to have these massive uh, sheets of paper with the maps of uh, the railway lines and i got to meet uh, this gentleman who designed a folding style a folding pattern for these maps where you just you know hold the two corners of the map and you pull them apart and the entire thing unfolds or opens up like maybe 20 times okay so that that's the amount of compression can you imagine like uh, to compress it and put it in your pocket and then just uh, open it and it opens 20 times and then again on the same folds you don't have to keep on fumbling about how to refold it you just push it down and and it collapses back into that tiny pocket sized uh, thing so that that was something uh, maybe that that really surprised me because i saw that and i met the gentleman uh, so this origami thing is not stopping me from sur- getting surprised at all mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing yeah. so uh, you have uh, done a lot of origami arts lot of sculptures so any one of them specifically that is closest to your heart mm. 
Well, I like the dinosaur that we done we had done in uh, the airplane hangar because that was particularly challenging. Then this uh, deer was quite challenging. Mm, I done a large shoe for the Kalagoda Art Festival. Uh, that was quite memorable because you know. Okay, so there is a story about it that if you look at the picture, so it's like a high heel shoe. Okay, and uh, so I made it like an art piece or whatever. After installing it, after a couple of hours or something, when, when the festival was on, I came uh, just to see how people are, you know, reacting to it. And I saw some people like, you know, uh, <laughs> children, like, you know, like, like using that as a slide, as if that the, the yeah. shoe was a slide. So, and then obviously you can't use that as a slide because it's paper and it'll, uh, like because of the structure which was made of wood inside, it, it sustained, but it wouldn't sustain over the next three days or one week, whenever, like how, how much liver long it lasts. So we had to actually, you know, barricade and people were not allowed to step close to the sculpture. So that <laughs> was very unique. I, I was like, come on, how can people even think that, you know, use this as a slide? Uh, well, so, so these are, you know, there are so many, like, um, yeah, so these are the things that, you know, there are so many memories in this. I've done lots of interactions with people and mostly these are the ones uh, that are treasured, you know. Uh, all sculptures, the sculptures by themselves, are right now just photographs, but uh, what remains is are the stories of how it came about, you know. So that that's beautiful. So um, since you have had uh, made so, so many sculptures out of it, so how do you keep on motivating and inspiring yourself to make something more better than uh, what you have done right now? How do you keep on inspiring? Well, if I uh, have a certain project, so then it's just about uh, meeting the client's brief. If the client wants a certain idea to be executed, so uh, that's how new stuff comes about. But yeah, if I have to do it myself, my uh, current uh, interest is to see how, like earlier when I was, uh, I started with the world records, I was like, okay, let's see how big we can go to the okay. limit of this so now i want to explore how realistic can we do like you know okay. paper by itself it's it's not um uh, like if you look at any bernini sculpture it is so like you know the marble the, the the statues it looks as if it's really very soft it's it's soft as skin but obviously yeah. it's it's marble but yeah. it's not so that's the kind of realism that he could bring in a material that was not naturally, uh, uh, you know, something that you could do, uh, you know. So, so that's what I want to think that, okay, in paper, which is also not something that you could, you know, think of making something so realistic. Mm -hmm. Can we do that? So, so that's what I'm working on right now to get a classical sculpture look in origami with paper, like using these geometric principles. Mm -hmm. So, uh, after learning, after mastering this art and after uh, making so much sculptures and uh, these uh, world records and all, 
do you still have any dream in your mind related to origami that someday you just want to uh, use your skills uh, to do a certain project or any kind of a dream that you want to fill fulfill out of it well i want to incorporate technology into my sculptures so uh, that's something it's not really a dream it's it's like one one uh, like you know the next step so i i uh, want to incorporate interactive technology i was involved in one project but i didn't you know in, uh, like get too involved in it but it was something amazing like uh, it was a panel with a photograph and if the visitor uh, at the gallery if they touch it it unfolds to give them the information about that photograph so it's it's all printed on paper and folded but uh, there is an underlying you know some interactive technology machine which uh, you know does the movement so i want to explore that i don't have a science background so uh, all these things like even social media and technology making my website all of this has been challenging but uh, this is something that i want to learn and try to incorporate wow well, i hope you do that one day and uh, bring wonders to this world so um, before saying goodbye i just want to ask you one thing uh, do you have any suggestion that you want to give to the audience or do you want to tell them anything that would motivate them, them to pursue and learn origami oh uh just enjoy uh, anything that you pick up like even sketching or anything just have fun with it if you enjoy uh, what you're doing then you want to do more of it right uh, so keep that curiosity and excitement and fun uh, alive and just keep on pursuing it like if it gets boring for me obviously if if it was so boring and hard work i wouldn't have continued for so many years right like the fact that it could sustain my interest for so long and i'm not the only one like there are so many people in the world who have like you know been folding for lifelong and so like as long as it is fun for you keep on doing it don't uh, uh, stop pursuing it about career be a little more careful because you know i i i meet people who uh, you know fold from youtube nowadays and uh, they are able to fold some advanced stuff but uh you know so so my advice is think five times before you leap into it as a career if you have a solid plan okay this is what you're going to do then you leap into it otherwise uh, you know in in real life when you have projects uh you don't know the kind of problem solving and quick thinking skills you need for this kind of work so that's it have fun and uh think five times before you think of making it into a career yeah but anyways it sounds really fun to have as a hobby or as an interest oh right? yes lifelong yeah. hobby oh yes yeah yeah it was really really exciting talking to you and i got to know a lot of things about origami which i actually never thought that it must have uh having it must be having so many applications and all and it was so good and it was with a eye opener for me so thank you so much for joining us hope you liked the show 
You can give your valuable feedback and suggestion of speakers you would like us to host next by writing us on www.arttown.store. Stay tuned to our channel as we are going to come up with brand new episodes every week on Friday. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Spotify. See you soon. Mm-hmm.